Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you happen to be, wherever you are at the moment. Welcome to another exciting episode of Five Questions Over Coffee. I'm your host, Stuart Webb, and today we have a special guest joining us. So let's grab our favourite cuppa and settle in for an insightful conversation. I'm delighted to introduce Sophie Dearden, the co-founder of Resource Worldwide. Sophie's company is on a mission to support struggling small businesses by connecting them with the right skills and talented individuals, regardless of their technical or skill requirement. Today, Sophie will shed light on the challenges faced by these businesses and how her organisation helps overcome them. But before we dive into the discussion, let's find our bearings and then learn more about the problem Sophie is tackling. From solopreneurs to multi-million dollar companies, hiring the right people is a common struggle. Smaller businesses often lack the experiences or resources for effective recruitment, while larger companies face skill gaps and shortages in niche industries like engineering. Additionally, high salary expectations make it difficult for some companies to attract suitable candidates. So, what solutions have businesses tried before seeking Sophie's expertise? Many have attempted to grow organically, but ended up overburdening existing team members or facing a drop in morale and retention. Traditional methods, such as hiring through HR departments or using recruitment companies, can be time-consuming and costly. In some cases, these avenues have fallen short, leaving businesses in need of a fresh approach. Now, as Resource Worldwide undergoes a rebrand, Sophie will also provide some valuable tips for those currently navigating the hiring process. One key piece of advice is to keep an open mind about alternative hiring methods. For example, Resource Worldwide has found success in hiring remote professionals from the Philippines, saving costs without compromising on skill sets. Furthermore, being clear about the specific skills required and the type of person one wishes to attract is crucial. It's not just about filling a gap, it's also about offering career progression opportunities, a supportive company culture and a sense of purpose. Join us as we explore the world of business hiring challenges and discover the innovative solutions Sophie and her team provide. So grab your coffee, sit back and get ready for another enlightening episode of It's Not Rocket Science, Five Questions Over Coffee. And now, without further ado, let's welcome Sophie Dearden to the show. Welcome back to It's Not Rocket Science 5 Questions Over Coffee, although today I'm having just some nice lemon water because I've got a bit of a sore throat about me. And I'm delighted to welcome Sophie Dearden. Sophie is the co-founder of Resource Worldwide. Uh, they're a business that's on a mission to really help uh, struggling small businesses find the right skills and talented individuals, no matter how technical or skilled they need to be. And so she's going to talk to us a little bit about some of those problems. So welcome to It's Not Rocket Science, Five Questions Over Coffee, Sophie. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I'm super excited to talk to you and uh, hopefully share some new information and insights to anyone that's watching. Brilliant. So, Sophie, tell me, what is the sort of problem that you are currently trying to solve? What's the, what's the problem that your customers have that you really help them to, to, to solve? So we work with a fairly sizable range of different businesses. So anything from solopreneurs right through to kind of multiple seven or eight figure companies. And the one consistency across the 
companies that we work with is essentially they are struggling to hire individuals into their businesses and it can be for a range of different reasons obviously smaller businesses sometimes they don't necessarily have one any experience or a HR department to help them with recruiting they may not necessarily have an office a lot of solopreneurs in 2023 are able to start up amazing businesses and run amazing businesses even from their home office for example so they may not have a physical location they may not have a budget to bring somebody in full time so we'll come in and we'll help those business owners with hiring uh, in our way which is an alternative method of hiring or with the larger companies that we work with we find that there's real skills gaps and skill shortages so we work a lot with engineering companies construction companies um, recruitment companies for example let's talk about engineering we have recently been placing gas engineers electrical engineers into companies here in the UK because there's just a real skill shortage of that specific um, niche. Alternatively, the skills are available in the UK, but the cost, but it's very much an employee's market, so a candidate-driven market, the cost of which the salary requirements are is so high, the companies just can't afford to pay them. So that's the type of company that we start to work with, people who've got problems with recruiting skilled professionals, recruiting at all, and also retention of their staff as well. So what's the sort of thing that you find business owners have tried to do and failed before you sort of help them? Where have they where have they been putting their efforts which have not resulted in the right sort of hire or getting the right sort of skill in their business? A lot of companies, um, and again, if we're talking about kind of our more established businesses here, a lot of companies grow organically. So they may have somebody in their business who's been there for a long time and they've kind of started to build up a team. And what happens is they just add more and more responsibilities onto their existing team members um, who might not actually be the right skill set for those responsibilities. Their existing team members can then start to get burnout, for example. The morale of the team can drop. The retention then can drop. People might start moving, looking for different positions. So when a company will step back and look at their infrastructure and go, okay, actually, we've got a gap here that we need to fill, or it may be that they're competitors are offering service they're not yet they're not offering so for whatever reason there'll be a gap that becomes available in the company where they need to hire traditionally they'll look at either hiring themselves but like we kind of touched on already a lot of companies don't have HR departments they're unsure how to hire Um, they may look at using recruitment companies both of these different ways of hiring uh, traditional recruitment companies I'm talking about they can be really expensive and also timely. So if you try to hire yourself or you hire for a recruitment company, the recruitment company gets it wrong. It can take a really long time to find the right person. And it can be really, really expensive mistakes to be making along the line. So the the biggest reason that we find that people come to us is because they've tried one of those two methods to fill this gap already. And they failed in their attempts to do it themselves. Now, I know you're currently going through something of a bit of a rebrand, <clears throat> so I'm sure I'm about to show your current current website down below where people can get more information about what Resource Worldwide do. But are there any tips that you can offer that, that might help somebody who's currently in the process of trying to hire somebody with the right skills that you might give them to sort of really help them sort of think through some of the issues they need to solve? Yeah, we are going through a big rebrand at the moment. So um, hopefully if you, if you check this website out right now, it's not going to be that relevant to what I'm talking about because that we've changed direction so much because of the demand for our service in the last 
12 months, we've grown significantly. Um, and we started the business working with solopreneurs and placing virtual assistants into solopreneur businesses. And now we've really evolved and we're placing remote professionals into much bigger organizations. Um, the, the best tips that I can, or the first tip I can share is just to be really open-minded about how you're hiring. So what we do is we hire remote professionals in for companies from the Philippines. Um, so as long as the role can be done remotely, we can find someone with the skill set to do it. And the reason that we use the Philippines is because there's such huge supply of skill sets for the roles that we're looking to fill. And also it's a super cost effective option for clients because um, over in the Philippines, cost of living is significantly less than it is here in the UK. So the first thing I would say is if you've been trying to do the same thing and you've been trying to hire in either your local area and you're not getting the right applicants through or you're getting the right applicants through, but the amount they're expecting to be paid is significantly more than your business can afford, there is another solution and that's where we come in. Secondly, we've been using recruitment companies and they've charged big upfront fees and they haven't necessarily delivered the best candidates. Again, that's something we hear a lot from our clients. Then again, the alternative method that we have, there are no upfront fees. Um, and also if it's the wrong fit, we replace them for, fee, for free. There's no kind of sliding scale on it. So be open-minded to how you're recruiting. Secondly, be really, really clear on what you're actually recruiting for. So have identify the skills that you need but also identify the type of person that you want to attract and what you can offer them so very often in recruitment people will just go oh I need this person to fill this gap but actually you've got to look if you're trying to attract an A player into your business what is it that you're going to offer them and I'm not talking about pay package and benefits I'm talking about career progression opportunity I'm talking about the culture of the company the vision of the company how can you help give them a sense of purpose this is something that when we're recruiting for our clients, we talk about all the time because we want to make sure when we present the opportunity to the candidates, we're attracting the very best quality and the very best talent that we can because we're providing them with a real career opportunity. Again, when you're looking to place someone into your business, whether it's a physical staff member, a remote staff member, if you can attract someone who's going to be there long term, who's going to grow into the role, who's going to grow with the company, it's a much better situation to be in because like I keep saying, if you are recruiting someone, you have poor retention, it's very timely and it's very expensive. So just really thinking about that whole package that you can be offering when you're recruiting your team members and involve, if you've got staff, involve all of your team or at least all of the department within this, really spend some time having a look at how your staff are spending their time. Because in our experience, if people are doing jobs that they're not either qualified to do or they don't really want to be doing, slightly their productivity is going to drop. So an exercise that we often will get people to do is we will either get them, if they're a solopreneur, or we'll get the, the team that they're looking to fill the gap in to spend some time writing down all of the tasks that each one of them is doing. If they can spend, say, three to five days writing down all of the tasks that they're doing and then just eliminate first any tasks that they don't need to do anything that's not helping reach the company goal or company vision sometimes it's tasks that they were doing five years ago that were relevant they're not relevant now but they're still doing them so eliminate them first is there any tasks there that can be automated so anything that ai can look after or anything technology there's so many amazing programs so many amazing ways to automate your business now so is there any of those tasks that can be automated and lastly is there any of those tasks that can be outsourced? And the way that we always make that last decision or can be handed to someone else 
is we get people to highlight the things that only they can do and that only they want to do. And that's going to give them energy and make them more productive. Because again, a thing that we see in larger departments, and we see this with solopreneurs as well. And if anyone listening is a solopreneur, you'll know what I'm talking about. I've been there myself and you feel like your head is in the weeds and you're just there and the business is churning, but you're not really growing and the revenue is not really growing. It's probably because you're not doing revenue generating tasks because you haven't got enough time. That continues as the company grows in size. So anything that your team members are doing that isn't revenue generating or isn't specialist to their skills, but they've just picked up along the way, those are things that should start to get delegated to another Mm -hmm. team member. And that's again where remote professionals come in. They're very flexible. So it can be part-time, it can be full-time. Um, it can work on your time zone or any time zone essentially so there is that flexibility element of it but it's definitely something that most companies haven't done for a long time is actually reviewed what tasks everyone is doing and how productive they're being in doing those tasks. Do you know that you speak a lot of us a lot of the language I love to hear about automating and delegating those things because too many people spend too much of their time doing stuff they either shouldn't do or you know don't or cling on to something i often say that too many business owners even in very large businesses choose the path of least assistance because they're quite determined nobody else could do this as well as me and in actual fact many people can do it as well if not better than them and they should be concentrating on as you say the revenue generation rather than admin or something else that they think is important but in actual fact it's just not really what their business needs them to be focused on and there must be something a, a book a course uh some 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 moment in your life that sort of brought you to the realization that you could help businesses like this is, is there anything you could point us to that would would help us to understand well for me i'll give you my kind of shortened version of my longer story um but i went to university um in england so i moved to new zealand when i was 16 for four years and did ski instructing and had lots of fun my parents wanted me to go to university so i said i'll go to university but i want to do a course that i want to do and that was art. And I did get a first class in art, specializing in painting in the Renaissance period. But it's not really a career. I mean, I could have had a career as an artist, but opted, looked at the financial possibility of success there and opted not to. Um, so I finished my degree and I was kind of left wondering what I was supposed to do with my time. And I set up a gym. Um, anyone that's ever worked in the gym, bit of personal training space will know that you work insanely hard for very little money it's moved now online coaching you can make a lot of money in that space but online coaching wasn't a thing 15 16 years ago when when I had my gym um so six months in the gym went bump and I was kind of a graduate and in I think I was about 31,000 pounds worth of debt from the gym so I started to work in sales and very quickly um found that I had a real natural ability and ended up setting up my own sales company so in my 20s I spent eight years working 80 to 120 hours a week. Skiing is my favorite thing to do. I didn't go skiing for that eight years. I made money. I made good money. I had a great lifestyle. Lots of nice handbags, nice fancy cars, um, lots of VIP parties. But I lost relationships with friends and family. Um, I missed my parents' 25th wedding anniversary, for example. And my belief at the time was if I work really, really hard now, 
you know, work hard for 10 years and then the rest of your life, you'll have all these things that no one else is ever going to have because they didn't work as hard as you worked. And it's a very old fashioned, it still gets thrown around a lot on social media. You know, this the whole like you, the harder you work, the more that you get. But actually, the harder I worked, the, the more that I seemed to lose. And meeting my husband through that company made me realize. So a year after I met my husband, I actually shut that company down. And that whole experience made me commit that when I set up another company and it took me a few years before I set up another company but it made me commit to doing it in a way that yes there was going to be great financial reward but I would never sacrifice my time again so I had that mentality in place when I set up my next company and that's what got me looking at working with virtual assistants very early on I just had a newborn baby I'd set up an e-commerce company um, on my maternity leave and that pattern started to play out again you know I'd put the baby to bed and I'd be working till one o'clock in the morning and my husband would get back from his job and I'd say hey I need you to help me pack these orders up so the pattern was coming back and I thought I'm going to learn from my previous company I'm not going to do that so that's why I started working with virtual assistants very quickly outsource and make sure I was using my energy and my time only in the tasks that could generate the revenue so it was that experience was really really key and then secondly, the book that I read around the time that I'd started to think about winding that company down was Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Workweek. I couldn't imagine it to be true. And there's lots of bits in it, which I think are uh, slightly outdated and slightly exaggerated now anyway. But just the concept that you could um, build company and still have that freedom and flexibility to spend your time traveling having experiences now for me with my family and my children I thought well if if they can if he can do it then surely I can do it as well so I did in my own business and it was so impactful and so powerful I got really passionate about helping other business owners do the same thing and that's when Resource Worldwide was born. Brilliant story I love it I love it and I love the book and um, Sophie there is a question that I'm sure you are currently thinking he still hasn't asked me about and so therefore, I'm now going to give you the opportunity to ask the question that I should have asked. And of course, once you've asked that question, you really do need to answer it for us. So what's the question I should have asked you, which I haven't yet? I think it's more a question um, that people would think about themselves before deciding to hire a remote professional from outside of the UK. Um, and the question would be, well, why would I hire someone from outside of the UK when there's you know, lots of people in the UK that I could hire instead? Um, and again, I'm not necessarily speaking to the solopreneur here who's looking to make their first hire. Um, I think most solopreneurs looking to make that first hire, it makes sense on every single level to probably invest in a remote professional as opposed to hiring someone because it gives you the flexibility, it's much more cost-effective, all of the things that we talked about. Um, but in answer to that question, we don't believe that you should hire a remote professional over someone in your home country. And we work a lot. We actually have probably about 70% of our clients in the States. We are just starting to develop our UK market further, um, our home territory. But just because we've built everything on word of mouth to now, hence why the marketing piece is coming into play. Most of our clients ended up being from the States. Um, and it's the same. It's the same there. It's not that we don't think you should hire in the UK or higher in the States. And there's massive, massive value in hiring locally. But with the changing landscape of recruitment and the way people work, 
there's a huge opportunity to tap into this massive network of talent and skill that's just a bit further afield, literally, you know, the click of a button, the, the, cert, the, the push of an email. And that's working with remote professionals. And where I really see this and how I see, and I'm actually on a podcast next, next week, which is where we're talking about the changing landscape of recruitment and retention in the States, specifically in the construction and real estate industry. And the way that I see this, and we've seen, we've been running for three years, right? And the way that we're seeing this space change and develop, sped up because of COVID, of course, and everyone's understanding of how accessible actually it is to work remotely, is that if you balance having in-house team members who also can work hybrid days or, or local team members, but you also have remote professionals, you can build a much stronger company and you can have a real edge on your competition. So let's say again, back to the skills, let's say that you are a digital marketing agency and we just did a placement for a digital marketing agency who specifically wanted an expert in Shopify Plus and WordPress. They're based down in Surrey. They've been trying to hire for this role themselves for the last eight months locally through recruitment agencies and they just haven't been able to fill it because of, like I mentioned, the demands of the costs, sorry, the demands of the salaries. Um, candidates were being offered a position with them and then being poached by another company afterwards because it was so competitive. Um, and then the candidates, two of the candidates they did start just weren't actually up to scratch at all. So they came to us. We placed a team member in with them three months ago. It's They took him from part-time to full-time within a month. So it's gone really, really well. But they also have all of their in-house team. So they've used him to fill a skills gap. They now come to us to fill another skills gap. But what it means is it means there's going to be more money in the company because it is more cost effective to hire from the Philippines. So that's going to go towards team bonuses. It's going to go towards team days. It's going to go towards more uh, marketing so that they can expand clients. The services that our guys are able to give them means they're able to expand their services. So, again, they're able to build the business out. So it's more looking at how can I use this form of recruitment as a way to deliver better service to my clients? How can I use this form of recruitment as a way to enable the staff that currently work with me to have a better experience of working with me? And how can I use this, this remote recruitment to actually build my business and achieve my business goals in a more efficient way than I've been doing? So I think the two should work together. And we do the same thing. We've got a CMO here in the UK. We're about to hire an operations manager again here in the UK. And by the end of next year, we'll have four or five key senior team members in the UK. But we also have a team of 12 out in the Philippines. So I think them working together is what's going to give you the edge as opposed to it's one or the other. Brilliant. Brilliant. Sophie, thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. I really hope that we get to see a lot more of what you're doing and really changing the way in which we're all operating as teams. It's great. Um, just very quickly before we end, uh, if you would like to get notification of when we do these uh, chats and if you want to get on the mailing list so that you get a copy of this when it comes out on, our, on Apple Podcasts and places like that, if you can go to https colon forward slash forward slash link dot the complete approach dot co dot uk forward slash newsletter. That is https colon forward slash forward slash link dot the complete approach dot co dot uk forward slash newsletter. Get on there. Let me know about you would like some uh, some notification and I will send you the email and I'll send you notification of when we do these calls with really interesting people like Sophie. And you can get notification when it comes out on our podcast. 
Sophie, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. Really appreciate you taking us through all of that. I hope when we get to see the website, it will be really spot on and sort of speak to what you're trying to do. But we'll come back and we'll check in with you later. Amazing. Thanks so much for having me, Stuart. Really enjoyed it. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Sophie. Bye.